Well, Ulysses, it looks like uh, the Athletics have proved to be a tougher matchup for the Rays than we initially thought. Can't uh, underestimate uh, every Major League Baseball team, that's for sure. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. And we're the host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. In fact, speaking of YouTube, I think we're above the 300 subscriber count last I checked. 305. Thank you guys so, so much. Everybody who's subscribed, thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot to us. Yeah, I think 305, that might be a Wander Franco's batting average by the end of the year. Actually, I think it should or could be higher. If 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 it's uh, above three ten, I think we both get something from the prop bet. That would be nice. That would be nice. Um, so as we alluded to, uh, the Rays lost to the Oakland Athletics last night by a score of four to two, and the Rays are now four and two on the year. Uh, so given all this, I I was very confident before the series uh, that. Uh, the Rays would either sweep the Athletics or win three of four. Alas, that has not happened. So I think what this means is that the Rays have to go out and trade Kevin Kiermaier. <laughs> I think Dumpster what, fire. Let's hey, let's blow it all up. The Rays are four and two. Let's end this thing. I think what needs to happen is uh, the fandom needs to control their emotions a little bit better, including you, Kevin. Well, He's, I do. I do this all in jest. Like I honestly, if the the Rays lose a hundred games, it. At the end of the day, I really don't care. I mean, all, all I'm saying is, you know, these are other Major League Baseball teams just because they they might not have the flashy names or the names of the past. Yeah. They, they're they still going to compete, man. And, and yesterday and Monday and Tuesday, the Athletics competed. And that's all you can ask uh, from from your team if you're a fan of the A's, right? Just compete. Go out there and, 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 and show what you can do. Uh, look, every team loses 60 games at least. Yes. Uh, some are going to lose way more. I'm looking at you, Baltimore. But, you know, I, I, I don't like going into a series saying, oh, I, ex- I expect three out of four. Oh, I expect uh, four out of four. Oh, I expect uh, to sweep. Unless it's I, the Orioles. I mean, e- even, e- even, if, even if it is the Orioles, like, you know, the Orioles went 11, uh, 8 and 11 against the Yankees. Like, and that was a good Yankee team. Right. So I, not a great Yankee team. A good Yankee team because it won over 90 plus games. So I'm saying, no, I don't expect any time to sweep. I don't expect any time to go three out of four. Like, I think though that's what gets you in trouble. And not only as a fan, but I think that also gets you in trouble as a, as a player in the clubhouse. So what I should do is just say the opposite that I assume that the Rays are going to lose every series and no reverse psychology, but I'm just saying, you know, Hey, I, I hope they, 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 they win the series. Yeah. But not to go out with the expectation like, oh, well, they are playing the Orioles in the athletics, which means they'll start 7-0 this, year, this season. I got to say, man, I am really, really scared of Chad Pinder. He really brings the fear Imagine me. it doesn't doesn't that sound a little bit pretentious when the Yankee fans would be like, oh, I'm really scared of Joey Wendell. Oh, I'm really yeah. scared of Andrew Kittredge. Like, 
Oh, okay. So because you don't know him, you're not going to be. I don't. I, don't, oh, I know Chad Pinder, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm saying like you know. Okay, so he's not the guy in Sports Illustrated cover. You yeah. know, I, I'm just more, I guess, upset or I feel more for athletics fans because of the fact that they totally fire sailed everything. Like all their household names, yeah, are more or less gone. And let's be frank here: Frankie Montas is probably going to be gone before long or at the trade deadline, especially after that performance last night. Yeah, he looked he looked crisp, man, and and he 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 had enough stamina and control to get deep into the game. That was impressive. That was that was a really impressive outing by Frankie Montas. And I think every major league baseball club that wants to compete in maybe even deep into the playoffs, of course, would love to have yeah. Frankie Montas in the rotation. I gotta say, you gotta love a guy who has a line like that, you know, six and a third, one earned run. It's just something that we know the Rays are the Rays and what they do with their pitching staff and how they like to do the bullpenning. But it maybe this is me being a little bit old school, but it really is refreshing to see, man, a guy worked six and a third. Yeah, no. guy worked – he worked deep into the game, somewhat deep into the game. Six and a third – Today is like working, you know, eight, <laughs> eight and a in third, the past, yeah. ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a shame? Like again, yeah, and, and I do think it is a shame because aesthetically, uh, the the game of bullpenning. I love trying to be smarter than the other team. I love that the race do that, but aesthetically pleasing to the eye as a baseball fan, I'd want a guy who I know is going to go eight deep. That's impressive. That's honestly that for me. That's that's what I prefer, but. Um, you know, it's, it's not that type of, uh, brand of baseball anymore, which is okay. You know, baseball, uh, uh, evolves and I will get to that in the yeah. second segment, how baseball elo- evolves. But I just got to say, man, that was the most anticlimactic loss that I have seen in a long, <laughs> long while Four two ninth inning, first out, second out, then Francisco Mejia, who is the most underrated catcher in MLB, um, Get, comes 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 through just to keep the the, the 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 hope alive with a single to right field um and then brandon lau works a, a, a nice little walk okay they don't want to pitch to brandon lau oh but they want to pitch to wonder franco there's a meeting on the mound my goodness what's going to happen wonder franco is just giving juan soto type vibes grabbing the chain grabbing the yeah. pants fixing the belt all of these things and then first pitch, fastball in, up, swings at it, pop up, third base foul territory, end of game. Yeah. So anticlimactic. It was like building up to like great suspense, like a movie. You're like, oh my God, they're making this movie? Like, oh, yes. oh man, they're making a new Indiana Jones movie? And then there's monkeys? And then there's Shia LaBeouf? And then What? It yeah. sucked. It, it 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 really sucked. And then the uh, directors of Game of Thrones came in and like, let's yeah. really end this in a just chop way. it off. Yeah, yeah. It was not good. Uh, something tells me that going forward, Wander Franco is going to capitalize on those moments very, very, very frequently. Yes, and it looked like it was going to be a Wander classic moment like look at a 21 year old coming in clutch you know first and second but the pitch i understand i mean he was just he was hungry yeah and 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 that's the thing even a really disciplined hitter can have an bat like that you know I, i'm sure that if he were to do that again he yeah. would probably take that pitch and because he's got the, the the discipline 
to know the strike zone so well that it's okay if he falls even 0-1. Although it, it was up and I would like to see that pitch again. Yeah. Um, bet online. It is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season. Bet online. It is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the website today or use that mobile device of yours to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Is Shane McClanahan going to be the next Chris Archer? In a good way or a bad way? Well. Do you mean modern day? Chris no. Archer, Chris Archer of 2021? No 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 no. Or? no, 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 no. I mean, like, is Shane McClanahan the replacement of what Chris Archer was when he was here, when he was opening day, when he was striking out eight, nine guys in four and a two and four and a third, four and two thirds, but also got hit with a three-run bomb. So he doesn't give you length. He yeah. gives you strikeouts, but he's still going to you know, put you in a little bit of a, of a hole there. Is Shane McClanahan the new Chris Archer? That's a good question. I mean, watching these first couple starts, certainly uh, it looks that way, but we also have to remember that um, Shane McClanahan is only 24 years old. He's just entering his second year in the league. So I am going to give him a little bit of a leash and a reprieve from, and the season's so early. It's, yeah. it's, I don't want to, you know, just like I didn't judge Tommy Romero on one and two thirds, I'm not going to necessarily blame Shane McClanahan on, you know, what's transpired so far this season. But um, I, I almost am getting to the point where, uh, like it was with Michael Walker, stop throwing that cutter. I'm like, hey, Shane McClanahan, stop throwing that slider. Yeah. Or go to a different grip or which, something. Which, by the way, he has two more pitches. Why doesn't he like the curveball? Why doesn't he like the changeup? Dude, they're good pitches. Yeah. My God, it's so frustrating. Like, he, why does he insist on becoming a two-pitch pitcher when he's got four at his disposal? It's the most infuriating thing to watch Shane McClanahan just keep those two in the back pocket. It's very... It, I, I, maybe, I don't... Some of it, too, is that... Hey, I've gotten beat on the slider. My slider's good. I don't want to get beat on the slider. I think I can get it over. I think I can get it over on a guy. It's that is that confidence and that pizzazz of and also keep going to that pitch. Don't don't shy away from it because it's gotten bashed a couple of times. So there's that there definitely is that balancing act, but sure, but it 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 does get bashed. Oh yeah, which is crazy because it's a ninety-two mile an hour fast uh, slider. Like that's a that's that look when it stays up. I mean, and it's not sliding as much as you would think. Then it's just it's in a straight plane. Look, I, I I just think that heck, I think it would be better off just uh like instead of throwing the slider. If you're thinking about just go back to the fastball, just go back to the ninety-eight fastball with that tail. Like I I don't understand the the I mean look, it's his stuff. His stuff plus. Uh, like Enos Harris made that yeah. um, category uh, the statistic. It's it's out of this world. And obviously, if you have that type of stuff, then you are able to swing and miss and get by guys. 
I understand that. And it's very impressive. And you can see the ceiling, but my God, I really hope it's not going to turn into a 2015 through 2018 Chris Archer where, yeah, you're going to get the strikeouts. Yeah. You're going to see the the potential in every pitch. And you're like, man, those things move so crazy. Oh, the speed, all that. But at the end of the day, you know, he's giving you five uh, innings, not even five. Not even five and, you know, allowing three runs, four runs every time out there. You know, I I really hope that's not the case. Do you think he will, for the rest of the season, assuming he stays healthy, that he stays in that ace role, the number one role? Or will there be some shifting around if Shane Boz is tearing it up, if Corey Kluber is tearing it up? I I think that happens um, gradually within a season. You can see it, you know, after – 2010 and David Price had a really solid season. And then James Shields comes out in 2011, just balling out. There was a shift in the hierarchy of like, Oh no, he is the ace um, of, of, of the staff. So I think that just happens organically during the season. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, again, I, everybody that knows baseball watches Shane McClanahan and just sees the potential of this guy being maybe even the best pitcher in, in, in MLB. Like that's how and I the, think that's a little no, hyperbole. Really. No, I really honestly think the talent is there. I mean, when you have a 92 mile an hour, uh, slider, you have a curveball above average change up above average. You have a triple digit, uh, fastball, the, the makings of, 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 of the best talent on the mound are there. Now, can he go there? That's the, that's the question right now. I don't think he's shown that, but right. like you said earlier, he's only 24 years old. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a good point. Um, I mean, what doesn't help is, you know, walking three guys in four and two thirds. Yeah, that doesn't really help. Yeah. Um, I want to um, go across, change this topic a little bit. I want to go across uh, the bay, the other bay, San Francisco. Uh, the San Francisco Giants were playing at the Padres the other day. And they were up nine runs, the right. Giants on the Padres. Then Dubon from the Giants gets a bunt. He gets on base using a bunt. So let me, again, I rarely pay attention to National League Baseball. Yeah. I've got to be frank. Um, so the Giants are up 9-0, and they are bunting at 9-0. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, the difference was 9. I don't think it was 9-0 or whatever, but the difference was they were up by nine runs, right. and it's late in the game, seventh, eighth inning, and then he bunts for a hit. Yeah. Apparently, Bob Melvin and the Padres got a little bit tiffed uh-huh. about that. Why? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, didn't uh, Fernando Tatis have his own, you know, hidden uh, grand slams and uh, when, you know, the score is... Oh, that's different. Yeah. I uh, really, I mean, if I can be contrarian at some point, I would think if you're up by nine runs, it's like... Let's work on our bunting a little bit. Let's, <laughs> hey, here's a, here's an opportunity where we can see if we can put this in action. Um, again, if we're going to complain and bicker about our butts getting whooped in a particular game, then really, end that p- game. End that game. Let's get it. We don't. We don't want to be here anymore. We don't want to be here anymore. So walk off the field. Take the L. Yes. Take the loss. Yes. And not like, oh, oh, you can't beat us by that much. Wait, yeah. that guy's trying to get more hits so he can get a better paid in arbitration. Wait, that guy wants to uh, fight for his roster spot because he's the 27th man in a 28-man roster. Yeah. And he wants to get on base to show what he can do. 
oh, wait, no, that's not right. Oh, wait, you guys want to win and, and get into a bullpen because you think that that's an efficient way to win the series yeah. and use as many pitchers? Oh, wait, that's not fair. What? This isn't this isn't beer league softball where it's, okay, hey, we're up by uh, 10, 12. Let's go station to station. Well, even 10, 12 in adult softball, that, that can be cut pretty quickly. That can be cut like an NBA game, you know, if you're down by 12 or 15. But there's real money and real circumstances at stake. And I understand there's the the sportsmanship aspect. Let's save that for a little late. Let's have those conversations there. And again, if I, I am totally on board with clunker on Monday night, raise athletics, the race should say, we want to save our pitching staff. Great for you guys for scoring that many runs against us. We're going to take the, you you can't, you you get a designated amount of mercy rules, I guess, you know, one or two a month, whatever it may be, that's going to be our one. And we're going to move on. So, um, I would say to the, the Padres one, be better. Right. Yeah. Don't get beat. Don't be down by nine runs. Yeah. So I don't, um, I quite frankly, don't have a problem with that. Would you rather him swing for the fences or? Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, and and, you know, uh, so, so he should just stand in the box and just like take, take every pitch. Just, it would turn Wait. the bat upside down, you know, bat lefty or bat, you know, bat his, uh, his, uh, opposite, yeah. uh, you know, side, like it, it gets ridiculous Wait, at this point. Or, or, you know, what about the pitcher? What if the Padres had been up by nine? Are they going to stop throwing yeah, off speed? Hey guys, just fastballs. Okay. I'm just going to throw fastballs. We're up by nine. So we're not going yeah. to really, no, don't worry about the curveball. Okay. I'm just going to throw fastball here. No, that does, that doesn't right. happen. Yeah. So what? I'm just, I shouldn't get on base. I shouldn't. No, I, I shouldn't want to win at all. Yes. Yeah. And let's another little thing. I know nine runs is a lot. It is a big metric, but comebacks do happen. Yeah. And they can't happen sizably. And if you're a race fan and you're like, look, man, that's ridiculous. Nine runs. You shouldn't be able to do that. Like it, the game is over. Then I would say to you, wow, your memory is quite quite um uh faulty game 162 game 162 down seven bleeping runs in the well game 162 game 162 so so seven down seven runs in the seventh inning so i don't want to hear about it like oh no you try and you keep on trying you keep on trying to step on that other team's neck question um do you know uh were the Padres using a legit pitcher or did they have a position player on it? I believe it was a legit pitcher. I don't think okay. it was a position player now. Not that the, not that it matters, but if if we're at if we're at Circus Town and putting, you know, Brett Phillips on the mound <laughs> or whatever, it's like do whatever you want at yeah. that point. Like yeah. what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, no it was I a legit pitcher. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, me at either. all. Again, if if there if there's gonna be this big of a stink, then do what MLB does best. They create a rule for it. There you go. They develop a rule for it. Let's do that. And that would also, you know, cut down on the game times and it would make a lot of people happy, I think. I mean, some, I guess there's some uh, people that, you know, oh, do you know what any name was by any chance? I think it was after the seventh, seventh or eighth. Okay. That's late enough in the game where everybody's tuned out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and again, like this is not like that's the, where the mercy roll can't be used until like after the sixth inning, something it, like that. It wasn't Brandon Belt. It wasn't Brandon Crawford. It wasn't a, an established guy. It's a guy trying to make it's his. It's a bones. guy trying to make yeah. his bleeping name. Like, hey, look, I can be. I like you know, I I don't. I just don't understand how unwritten rules of baseball just 
uh, go so much deeper than even some actual rules. Remember when they instituted, I think it was in 2015 or 2016. Oh, you can't have a, uh, uh, if you don't swing or you don't make contact or I don't remember the rule, you can't step out of the box because you oh, wanted yeah, yeah. the pace of play. Two weeks later, everybody was stepping out of the box without even swinging at the ball. So, I mean, that was an actual rule that right. they that disintegrated itself. And so, how is it that we are taking more power to unwritten rules of baseball than actual rules in the book of baseball? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's it's a weird time for yeah. sure. I think um, you know, I'll have to check those highlights. Did did uh, the guy get on uh, base from the bunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a safe. Oh, yeah, good for him. Yeah. And then Bob Melvin apparently was like, you know yelling or whatever and then i like eric, bob melvin but that's a little ridiculous yeah frankly. eric cosmer was apparently like talking to the runner you know like hey maybe you shouldn't do be doing it, that. i don't know I, I we know that the padres have their own internal issues too and maybe some of that uh well uh, at, at the end of the day kapler gabe uh gabe kapler uh, former ray former ray uh, and probably the uh i mean fittest manager in all of he might sports. be the, the fittest anybody in all of baseball yeah um he he protected his player after the the game he said that's what we as a team we agreed that that's how we're going to take every game and every series because we want to get deep into everybody's yeah. bullpen and that's going to allow us to be the best version of ourselves throughout the whole season that's i love it Love hey, it. Carry it over. Yes. He's they're he's playing for his job too. Yes. So um yeah, what they should do is okay, if Bob Melvin has that big of an issue with it, let's do a boxing match. Gabe Kapler, Bob Melvin, let's <laughs> let's get it. Let's go. Um no, that's interesting. Man, some yeah. some controversy. I know. There, there always seems to be controversy with the Rays, data cards and uh yeah. shifts and platoons and everything. And now we see uh some stuff going on in the national. Um all right, so Today's game, it's an afternoon game before the Rays go up to Chicago, I believe. Um, Josh Fleming, from what I understand, will get the nod going up against Cole Irving. He will indeed. And this is a guy that we said he looked really good in the weekend uh, debut. I think it was Saturday he pitched three and a third. No walks allowed. No runs allowed. um, Three hits 5k uh i think we're going to see um uh, a, a comeback story here yeah. with both lefties both soft contact yeah. lefties ryan yarbrough and josh fleming i think they're up on the up and up you can see that their mphs are going up that should bode well for them right. I'm, I'm excited honestly to see this team Try not to go one and three against the, the Oakland Athletics. Just like I said earlier, yeah. like, well, I'm not going to expect the sweep. I'm also not expecting for them to go one, three against the A. So I, I, I really am going to be honing in on the quality of at bats. Are they seeing their pitches? Yeah. Are they taking their time or are they jumpy? Are they, are they trying to get a seven home, uh, a seven run home run each at bat with nobody on base? Right. Yeah. What kind of at bats are they taking today? That's that's honestly what I'll be looking at. Yeah, and I'm happy for Josh Fleming. I think that based on what we saw, and I know he's maybe not quite stretched out. The Rays don't want to stretch him out. Heck, they don't want to stretch out anybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but just working quickly, getting the ball on the ground, keeping the defenders active and happy, and getting them involved, moving the game along. Um, and he looked he looked sharp in his you know 
35 pitches that he threw in his last inning. And I agree with you. I know we've joked about yucky yards as well. I think once he gets back from that groin issue, um, and I know every camp story is going to be a positive camp story, but it does seem like he legitimately um, has added some, some strength and MPHs from the long toss and some guidance from Kyle Snyder. And, you know, it could have just been a fluke year where, you know, I, I mean, he did give up a, I guess a, a high in his career of home runs 25. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious and, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Yarbrough can do because you'd need that guy to give you 140, 150 innings. That's what the race have been relying on for the last three, four years. And um, he's been the guy he's, he's been the guy to pitch the most innings in the last four years. Or yeah. Something it's like that. very, it's very impressive. And um, with Josh Fleming, like the, the time is now for you with Luis Patino down with, uh, I mean, relievers but jt shagua down pete fairbanks down shane boz down tommy romero not really showing up like this might be your chance to step up and and claim a rotation spot tell me there's a guy who's been more um in between not yet not right now kind of wait no than josh fleming since 2020 yeah so was he on the playoff roster he wasn't right (sighs) good question i think so oh Man, our I don't remember. My memory is bad. Um, I, I, I have to check. But I, I think if we look at the opposite, uh, lefty Cole Irvin, uh, he pitched against Philadelphia in the opening weekend, five and a third, seven hits allowed, four runs, one walk, five strikeouts. So not pretty, not horrible. Uh, I think he, you know, probably did his job getting getting stretched out to the sixth inning. If he's a lefty, I'm expecting two things to happen. One, number one, if he's a lefty, I want the righties, of course, with the lineup, but you also have to take into account uh, the fact that Josh Fleming is a contact pitcher. So I, I want, I want good feelers out there. So even though he's a lefty, I would have to go in the outfield, uh, Randy Rosarena, KK and Manny Margot. I think that's the way to do it. And on third base, I'd, I'd actually want Taylor Walls to be a third. Yeah, you want your best. Uh, I mean, I would think you would want, for the most part, your your best combination of defensive players. Yeah. You can work it that way. Taylor Walls a third. That means Yandy goes to first, righty against lefty. I like that. Then, of course, you're going to have a couple lefties in Brendan Lau. Uh, and who would DH? Um, I... I um, Maybe would you give that nod to Josh Lowe? Try to get him a little bit uh, of a look against lefties. Yeah, he's he's gotten he's getting action against lefties already. So yeah. if you want him to be that everyday player and see what he can handle, sure, go for it. Yeah, so I I, I think that that would be a nice looking setup for today's All right. matchup. So hopefully, um, Kevin Cash listens to the episode. Yeah. So what we'll do is um, raise just uh, let. Kevin Cash stepped down and Ulysses will take over and he'll run the team and manage things. And uh, he, he doesn't require as much of a salary as Kevin Cash. He'll take about one tenth of it, I think. And what would be one tenth of Kevin Cash's um, salary? I mean, it, what does he earn? Figures. He makes at least a million dollars per year. So, right. Yeah. yeah I would I think, think he makes a million. Something tells me that if the Rays offer you one tenth to take his job, <laughs> you would take that job. 10,000. No dental. What? Yeah. What no, is this? I think they've got great uh, health insurance and benefits as well with all that. Uh, so 
question. Do the Rays split the series? I certainly hope that they do. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going for a heck yeah. They need to. They need to. You, you can't you can't drop three to four against the A's, especially with a clunker yeah. and especially like getting. This yeah, is a no. team that uh, we don't know if they're going to win 70 games. Right. So, uh, so again, don't don't lose three out of four against the, the A's. No, you can't. That'd be nice. Um, all right. Thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow on Friday.